Hey, Honeymooners, you can find ad-free episodes, Moshe's DJ sets, merch discounts, and so much more on our Patreon. Check it out at patreon.com slash endlesshoneymoon or click the link in the description of this episode. Welcome to the Endless Honeymoon Podcast, Friday afternoon secret dub. Urgent. Well, yeah. Yeah, we have an urgent request. Usually, the way we start these uh, secret dumps is by reading a listener-submitted question via text. Right, Taj? Yeah, but tonight we're going to do something different because uh, time is on the line. Yeah, well, what? here's the deal. This person wrote us and said, I've got an urgent advice need, and I'm a Patreon subscriber. So we want you to know that these are the kind of perks that being in our Patreon community can get you a last second, complete reformatting of our podcast <laughs> in order to welcome you in and let you know that as a Patreon subscriber, we will do literally anything for you. So we don't know what this advice is, but it's a little bonus advice. We're going to do a live advice on a secret dump. We've never done it before, huh, Tosh? Nope. So let's call Ken in Richmond, Virginia. Colin Ken. Ken. Moshe, Natasha. Hey, Ken. How's it going? What's up, guys? Great. You look like you play, I would say, piano in a cocaine-themed band. <laughs> okay. Does that I, uh, feel resonant to you in a way? Well, I did cocaine last week playing guitar in a punk rock band. Is that, true? <laughs> Is that literally true? Yeah, 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 yeah. Amazing. I feel like, in terms of psychic ability... I would still be in the like believability zone. No, you know you're good. I mean? Oh, you're yeah, not yeah. like way off base. Right. I mean, one of the themes of punk is anti-disestablishmentarianism and cocaine use. All right, what's up? No, you're... there's a lot of people who don't do cocaine in punk, right? There's... Not any. Not one. Not one. Did I ever tell you one time I was in an AA meeting and I saw a former member of the Sex Pistols speaking and he was screaming about texting in the meetings. And he's like, you don't text in the goddamn meeting. Have a little respect for AA. And I just thought it was the most hilarious thing. <laughs> to, like a punk rock icon screaming about uh, text etiquette in an AA meeting. Anarchy in the AA? And, uh, yeah, I would say exactly. Anarchy in the AA. What's up, Ken? How can we help? Uh, okay, guys. Um, I just uh, went through a breakup of three years uh, to like a great, it was a great relationship. Um I never really believed in amicable, mutual breakups, but it was like kind of the closest thing I can imagine to something like that. We always had an amazing, communicative, respectful, like relationship. Um, never kept anything from each other. We're always honest about everything. And when it came to the end, it's just she wanted to have kids. I didn't. We were like, okay, shake hands, got to split. Great. Um, and then for like, I've been staying in the apartment because I paid rent this month. Uh, and I'm moving out tomorrow. I'm handing her the key. By the way, the apartment looks punk as fuck. Let me just say that. <laughs> and the, the design scheme is as punk as it can be. Honestly. I feel like I'm at CBGB's right now. <laughs> I feel like I'm at CB2. <laughs> <laughs> the baby was actually reason number two. Uh, reason number one was uh, all this. Um, but so we were always great. And I thought we ended uh, on a good note. And tomorrow I'm going to see her and hand her the key to the apartment and presumably say goodbye forever but like over the past week I've found out 
one of these I would write it off, but like two things that like she has done that make me feel very hurt, like like angry revenge X stuff that I've seen in other people, but it literally doesn't make sense. It doesn't line up with this person that I know I know so well. Like I've never done anything to deserve anything. I've been nothing but good and catered to all of her emotions and insecurities and everything for years. And I just don't know where it's coming from. And my question is, tomorrow when I hand her the key in the name of the open, honest communication that I've always had with her do I be like hey what's the why are you trying to like uh it feels like you're trying to hurt my life like my my community my structure what did she do everything here can we ask that okay sure uh there's two things uh I'll try to nutshell them as quickly as possible I'm a podcaster too I know how time goes here but um okay um I'm a comedian locally uh uh not like a successful one but I'll get booked I just don't travel or anything (laughs) um and um we became uh, so usually I had the uh I was a fan of the uh, of the comedy stuff and I was introducing her to stuff and we went to the comedy cellar and became a fan of somebody together at the same time that um I didn't know about previously and then we saw him like six months ago here in Richmond and she knows from his podcast that he hooks up with people on the road and it's fine I don't I don't I don't begrudge anyone trying to hook up with anyone (laughs) Like, What's the next no, 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 I knew. Uh, yeah, no, I, I would say, hell yeah, comedy, way to go. Um, but no, she, uh, it's fine that she went to his new, to the recent show without me and that she DM'd him, but then she like told me about the DMing of trying to hook up with him. Like, like, Hey, unsuccessful comedian, look at me trying to fuck this other comedian. That's one thing. Sure. Fine. Weird that she shared it with me. Secondly, we met at the, our job together. It was our primary uh, job at the same time. And um, like she was attracted to me because of my status there. And now it's her secondary job. And I just sort of assumed in honor of our like loving relationship, there would be no issues there or whatever. It's not even, and now I'm finding out that she's like talking to people at work and she's, it feels very spiteful in a way that I don't understand. Like I, I just want to address, like, why are you blowing up? My, like, it feels very personal, like mm-hmm. successful comedian, person person from work that's not you. It feels like she's, like, purposely trying to, like, uh, twist a knife in my back that I didn't even know she put there. Sure. Like, what's up with this um, behavior all of a sudden? What did I do to you to deserve this? So the question is, do I ask that tomorrow? Or do I play it as cool as a cucumber and, like... Uh, Make okay. her wonder forever why I'm so fine with it. And then just secretly like be wondering forever why she did that. I do think that the bigger question is, are you trying to have a relationship with this person? That's what I don't understand. Or are you trying to cut off and move on? I, I, uh, I have good relationships with all my exes. So I like would like to maintain that. We talked as if it was going to continue being like, once we get over each other, somewhere down the line, we'll be friends. So I, what do you need I right thought, now? what do I need right now? Well, I'm going to need some time away. We both determined that we need space apart from each other. Um, but I just, I felt like I was so close to getting out of this without any hurt feelings with the perfect relationship. And right here at the last second, uh, she's, she's 
being somebody that I don't recognize to me. I think this one's simple. Do you have a thought here, Natasha? I was just going to say maybe what you could do, it's a little feminine if you're up for it, but you could say like, hey, um, you know, holidays are coming up. I'm probably going to be unreachable. I might take like a couple weeks to myself, see how, you know, but just know, like, I'd love to talk to you after that. And then you could kind of like have an excuse to like, just be a little closed off and take those two weeks and see, see where you're at. This is the worst part of, of a breakup, you know, Hey, we're meeting to hand over the keys. It's like, I just always find in, in personal relationships, relationships where you live with someone where you spent so much time with them. It's good to like get distance again, because it's not going somewhere. It's not moving to marriage. So where are you at now? And I think you really need to take that time to yourself. I think, here's what I think. I think you should quit comedy. Let me start there. Um, no, I think that this is a big challenge in life, which is when someone else is being mean to find a way to, uh, to mine for compassion, right? This person is in a, a you're, you're wondering why this person is different than the person that you've dated. It's because this isn't the person you've dated. This is the person you've dated who is in the middle of being broken up with by someone she wanted to stay with. So she's in a state of, I would say a bad breakup for her. I, I, and I don't mean bad breakup like you're an asshole. I mean, bad breakup like she wanted to stay with you. So her heart is, is no, she didn't? She didn't. I, I think we both realized it was over. But you said she wanted kids and you didn't. And so that was what made things go the opposite way. So at least on sure. some, I'm not, okay. I, I, I take your, uh, you at face value. That part of, I mean, uh, part of, her was like, you're right. This isn't a good idea. We're not, we're not uh, a match. But part of her was hurt and rejected. I can only imagine part of her, even if it's not the most logical part of her was hurt and rejected. When you're in that phase of hurt and rejected, you go into a kind of state of psychosis a little bit, right? Like she doesn't deserve your compassion because what she's doing is wrong. And what you did was like, you're uh, again, I'm taking your word for it, even though you have that beard and, and say you're into punk you know, that you seem ethically fraught to me, but I'll just take your word for it, that what you did was clean, right? And she doesn't deserve your compassion, but that's not really the, um, that's not really the, to me in my life, not how I try to, to crunch the numbers. I don't try to go like, is this person worthy of compassion? The question is, is compassion the, the right move at this point? is it the cleanest move to because the cleanness doesn't only matter when things are easy living ethically kicks in even more when you're faced with like an ethical dilemma so for me what she did is like the actions of a hurt person right that's very clear i mean it's very obvious oh hey i tried to fuck somebody that you're a fan of that's much more famous than you to me it's like you know the action of trying to see my dms yeah the action of trying to fuck the guy is fraught enough but the part where she comes to you and goes looky look look I, sam morrill almost fucked me or <laughs> chris <laughs> stefano or uh, uh okay lower lower okay <laughs> now i can't guess anymore because you're saying lower and the person will see it and be hurt the point is the fact that she like dangled it in front of your face to me isn't like wow what a horny girl she really likes funny guys that's like oh what a hurt person so <clears throat> My advice for you, my thing that I would do, and I don't know if I'd be able to do it, I might not be able to take this advice, would be to act with as much 
uh, continued cleanness now as you did before when everything was easy. Give her the keys, say, I'm really going to miss you. I'd love to get together, you know, in a couple of weeks, like Natasha said, and, you know, talk and catch up if you're up for that. Act as if nothing has happened because in reality, like nothing really has happened. If she starts actually destroying your life, maybe that's a different conversation. But I think I would be more miffed if the person who I was trying to get the attention of was like, uh, I love you and good luck. Then if they were like, what the fuck is going on with all this behavior that blah, blah, because that's all she wants, right? She just wants you to be hurt like her. So I say, kill her with kindness, but don't kill her. And also, don't you don't have to her. be fake, you know, try to find what is real uh, that you will miss without being romantic, you know, right. and just be clear about that. And, you know, so that's what I, that's what I'm struggling with. I'm, I'm like struggling with, do I honor the honesty that we've always maintained and being Less totally open? Just do it in vibe. You don't need to talk. Just try to have just try to honestly, because I can you're very uh, verbose. I think like. Don't don't say too much. If you are, my thought is this: if you if you need to confess how frustrated you are, you're going to do that. But if you have the if you have the mental discipline uh, to not do that, and punk rockers are known for their mental discipline, if you have the mental discipline to not do that, don't do it. And if you don't have the mental discipline but do want to get away clean without having a fight, because again, that's all she wants. Um, why would I, why would she tell you she's trying to fuck some comedian if not to make you angry and say, why are you doing this? So that you I'm way, I'm way more concerned with her trying to mess with people that we work with that because I would never do that at her new primary job. I would never go try to date people that I no, I agree. I'm not suggesting that that's the bigger offense. What I'm suggesting is that's the more obvious, the, the pathology of that is more obvious to me. It's like, it's so clear. It's like a child. All children try to fuck comedians on the road. Um, but it's so that, that I'm like, all she wants from you is a flare up. That's what she wants. So that she can then finally, you're going to be surprised how less clean this is than you think. If you confront her, you're going to go, wait a minute. She had this many complaints. If you want that conversation, I say, go for it. If you don't want that conversation, for, try to be cool. If you can't be cool, there's a third option, hmm. which is you don't need to meet her to give her her keys. You could say, oh, you know what? I got a gig actually, and I'm leaving town for a little while. Or, oh, you could just say, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna uh, give the keys to a buddy of mine, or I'm gonna send them to you, or anything like that. You know, I'll leave them in the mailbox. Oh, this whole like in-person transfer of things in breakups has never made sense to me. Oh, I gotta get together to give you a box of your old deodorant and CDs that you, that, you know, DVDs of Sid Meier's Civilization. See, that's what I'm trying to avoid. I wanted to do the walkthrough to be like, I got everything out of here, right? I don't have to see you for a while after this, right? Um, but I hear you what know, you're saying. You know what she's expecting. You know what you can give. Just try to be the best version of yourself. Don't say too much. Go away for two weeks. Give her the keys. Take the high road. Smile. Tell her you really had some good times and you know, you'd know you love to reconnect in the future and you got positive vibes for her. Then stop talking. And then... Uh, Good luck. I, I agree. To me, what's the if what you actually want is for her to stop talking shit, what is the most likely road to get her to stop talking shit? Is it to confront her or is it to uh or is it to uh say be cool and kill her with kindness? What's gonna get her to stop? Yeah. All right. Good luck. 
All right. What I'm hearing is talk less. I got, I got you, Natasha. Thank you. She tells me that a lot, dude. Like a lot. She literally told me that while I was talking to you. So it, yeah, I feel like any man should just reduce their talking 20%. Well, that seems more of a meta commentary than just, his. I'm, no, I'm saying though, it's good. Be when quiet. in doubt, be quiet. No, it's good for me too. I like it. All right. Good luck to you. See you on the road. Who was the comedian? Tell our producer. We won't say it on the air. <laughs> okay. All right. See you later. Please. All right. Thanks, guys. Us. Bye. Bye. All right. Well, I think we helped him. I think so, too. He did not want to stop talking, though. I mean, he wasn't talking that much. Well, I just think, you know, you can't be so in your head. Like, there's not a rap. She's not going to answer why she's acting like this. It's in her subconscious, you know? He uh, just has to, like, ignore her. Let's say while. you were a lover spurn. I wrote a, one of my famous quotables about this. I said, I, this is something that I said in my first book. Uh, it was, let me see if I can remember the line, hell hath no fury like a woman spurned, scorned. Mm. That's what I wrote. That was my writing. But hell hath no fury like a person scorned. And like, what is the, what is what you, what do you want? Do you want the end of the character assassination or do you want to hash it out? I think hash it out is a reasonable goal sometimes. So mm. you're like, you know what? No, I just want to fight. But if what you want is, because I want, I got things I got to get off my chest too. But if actually what a person wants is, I want the, I want the friction to end. I always think the best move is to go, I'll miss you. Hopefully we can get together after the new year and get a cup of coffee and catch up. Then the person goes, damn, why am I talking shit about a person that's being so cool here? Yeah. I think, uh, I think that's best. You know what I think is best? Hmm. To listen to some secrets. Let's do it. Hi, Natasha, Laura, and Moshe. I am such a huge fan of the three of you. My secret um, actually really started when I was in uh, late middle school and high school. Um, I have always been a really sweaty person, like specifically under my arms. And in like, you know, when I was in school, we had these school uniforms that were so tight in the sleeves. So I would take toilet paper and like, you know, put it under my armpits and like kind of, you know, use the side of my bra strap to hold it in there. But anyway, like, you know, once in a while, the toilet paper would like fall out in under my shirt and, you know, <laughs> it'd be around my desk, like little wads of toilet paper. So um, obviously there was a rumor that went around that I was stuffing my bra with toilet paper, um, which wasn't true, but. I just kind of went along with it because I thought it was less embarrassing to stuff your bra than to have, you know, toilet paper under my arms because I was so sweaty. But, um, yeah, I never had to stuff my bra. I always had great tits. So mm. um, I guess that's my secret. I had great tits and sweaty pits, but – Whatever. I don't care. I still think it's less embarrassing to, uh, you know, stuff your bra. But whatever. That's my middle school secret. Um, love the three of you. <laughs> Bye. Well, I was confused. What was her secret? Great tits, sweaty pits. That she has perfect tits and used to sweat a lot? <laughs> no, that she would put toilet tissue up her pits because 
she would sweat so much. What does that have to do with her tits? I got, I think I drowned, like grayed out a little bit because she shouted out Laura, which I felt was so disrespectful. <laughs> like, don't ever shout out our producer. Like, what wh- are you kidding? Like, she's not even in the entertainment industry. Like, I mean, I guess tangentially she is, but it's like, we're the stars, you know? So by you saying that to me, it like really negated all the kind of work we did to get our IMDb pages up and stuff like that. Like, like Laura wasn't at La Jolla last weekend. You know, Laura's not going to be in Oakland on New Year's Eve. Five sold out shows, Mosh. How was it? It was really fun. It was, we had, I had a great time, but you were. Uh, and you know what else you did? Yeah. Said goodbye to the fans and put our, put our family's life at risk. I put the, fa- I put our family's life at risk for the fans. So that's the kind of stuff you can expect when I come see you in your town is that I will be breathing in your droplets, <laughs> whether they be, whether they be uh, aerosol droplets or uh armpit droplets like this lady had in middle school wait is this like a call to like calling all all ladies calling all ladies with with uh perfect tits and sweaty pits yeah (laughs) like how that other comic in the last in the in the advice i was thinking about that i i it's so funny to me that people are still like on the road fucking fans after all we've been through in the last few years with like you know don't do that kind of energy i think it's brave honestly we found out who it is (laughs) And I think it's brave in a way to be on the road, just like trolling for, uh, for fan se- pussy, fan pussy for pussy, trolling for pussy, because like, can't, isn't that, I don't know. That feels fraught. Like I would be scared to be out there just like crushing fans. Well, the real thing is they're putting it out there that they will fuck fans. So then girls are coming back. Cause you know, They'll he doesn't out. have a whole new hour since the last time she saw him. How do you know? This guy might be prolific. Doubt it. Yeah. Possible. All right. Let's hear another secret. Hi, Natasha and Moshe. Uh, so I don't really like my brother-in-law's girlfriend, uh, mostly because I don't think she likes anyone in her family, including her boyfriend, and she's very lame. Uh, she's one of those people that have made her dogs her entire personality, which drives me crazy. Mm. I have a dog, love him to death, don't need to bring him out into the world, don't need to decorate my house in only him. Um, like she has an Instagram and their name and writes captions as though they were writing them, which is very cringy to me. Um, a while back, she signed her dog up for a radio contest as pet of the month or something. Um, but it wasn't one of those just vote once contests. It was vote every single day for a month. So her daily reminders announcing people on Instagram and Facebook was very insufferable. Um, my secret is that I was so annoyed that I decided to start voting for the cat. Um, I was actually making some traction and the competition was getting pretty close, um, which only made her more annoying, um, asking people to get his numbers up. Um, And I even asked a few friends at the end if they could help me uh, vote for the cat. Um, But she ended up winning, so no harm, no foul. Um, But it was fun for me to have a stupid little outlet to be secretly petty okay thanks for listening i love you yeah this is the level of petty that i absolutely admire and aspire to i mean i love it no one's getting hurt the dog is a dog so they don't have real human feelings she would have gotten hurt though uh sister-in-law would have gotten hurt if the dog had lost i really the dog wasn't hoping to win is what i'm trying to totally say. don't you wish the dog had lost though that would have been so awesome if it was a success how often do you have to hang out with someone like that if they're in your family i don't know imagine you know, my brother's fiance, imagine you hated her. 
but That's do you often. see them once a month or are you like hanging out every weekend? Because if, if, if you have to hang around someone like that all the time, I would, I would say I would try to find some way to connect. Don't you think? Oh, oh, to become friends with the person. You can't be friends with a person who does dog captions in the voice of the dog. That's that's out. That's out. No, you can just not be friends with them. Yeah, you gotta. You smile at the barbecue. Go, ah, ha, ha, happy Fourth, and that's it. No, that's not a relationship worth building. Okay, let's take another secret. Hi. So this is just a very innocuous secret, but it's something I've held on to. When I was in college, I was doing a lot of babysitting, and I was babysitting for this like two-year-old girl. And I was supposed to give her a bath. I had like never met this family. I was just filling in and they wanted me to give her a bath. And she slipped like when she was getting in the bath and hit her head like on the toilet or like something ceramic. And she was fine, but I didn't tell the parents about it. And I now have a toddler and I am so horrified at myself thinking about the possibility of leaving her with someone and then having them not tell me if she had a mild head injury. Um, but at the time, it just like she wasn't crying, so I didn't think much of it. But I fully did not mention it to the parents that this little girl hit her head while she was in my care. And I have felt guilty about it for all these years. And I have not told anyone about it. So thanks. What do you think of this, Tosh? Well, hmm. I think that you were probably uh, young and I would have definitely done that under 35. Would you tell someone now? Yes, because I would I would tell them because what if they start acting weird? Like at least they'll be extra cautious. She or did. Uh, yeah, we had a great night. Um, we played a lot. She was so cute. She did concuss herself on the side of a ceramic uh, toilet bowl. So she did fall down full on like hand the rocks a cradle style and slam her skull into ceramics. But she seems fine. And thank you for having me. Uh, guys, come see us in Oakland on New Year's Eve. We'd oh, love yeah. to see you. It's going to be so fun. Tickets are going fast. We got sign language interpreters. If you know any deaf people in the area, lots of good stuff. Um, I would like you to become a member of our Patreon and we will take your calls at a last minute. You know, we'll counsel you. And also we have a Hanukkah party coming up, don't we? Uh, yes, it is the 21st. And you can join us. We'll light the candles. We'll hang out with you. Bring us your questions. Yeah, it'll be a lot of fun. And, and uh, any dinner party traditions, like for conversation, I always like to hear some of those that people had in their families. Bring them, bring them to the, bring them to the table with us. And uh, happy holidays, everyone. We love you. And Natasha. Yeah. I love you. L A T. -E